Hello, I am Dan Winsing, Program Director at IDH, the Sustainable Trade Initiative. And within IDH, I'm responsible for the landscape program and the commodities of soy, palm and tropical timber. And I would like to explain to you a bit more about our new approach on production, protection and inclusion compacts. That's, of course, quite a mouthful. Uh, so I'll try to unpack that a bit in the context also of zero deforestation commitments uh, that exist in the marketplace by governments, uh, both at the market end of commodities as well as at the uh, origin end. An example of how a PPI or Production Protection Inclusion Compact looks like in reality, I would like to take us to Brazil. IDH has been working in Brazil for the last eight years, initially focused on the commodity of soy, the value chain approach, which has had great results. But we also realized in the context of deforestation commitments that we had to scale up, that we needed a different approach. So what we did is we engaged with the government of Mato Grosso, private sector, NGOs, in what is called the Produce, Conserve and Include initiative by the government, which was launched during the Paris Climate Summit in 2015, in which the state of Mato Grosso came with an ambition for 2030 in terms of sustainable production, conserving natural resources and including smallholders and community in this agenda. It is a very ambitious agenda, if you would just look at the greenhouse gas emission reduction this plan generates, it would rank among the top 10 of pledges in the world, if you would only look at Mato Grosso. Um, so it's a huge agenda, uh, which uh, is requiring a lot of support uh, to actually implement, because it really breaks away from the business as usual scenario. We believe that is why the production protection inclusion approach is important. The compacts come in when you translate this state-level plan, which applies to roughly 90 million hectares, um, or actually the size of Germany and France combined, to a more local level, because that's where you need to implement it. And we have, together with our partners, decided that the local level is a level of a municipality. So this is normally roughly between, say, 2 and 4 million hectares where the mayor of that municipality really takes control and together with the key stakeholders decides how the sustainable production, the conservation and the inclusion targets at the state level can be translated to targets at the level of the municipality. That is the building block. That is where that municipality generates its own 2030 vision. In those same municipalities, we map out uh, the stakeholders. Uh, and there, it really is not just one sector. So it's not only soy, but it's also very much beef and the other sectors that are out there. It is not just government or just private sector, but it's also very much about the communities that live there. Uh, the NGOs that represent uh, the interests of those communities and or other public goods elements. It's forming a coalition between them on that vision. In creating and building 
these production protection inclusion compacts, the role of IDH is to facilitate this process by bringing the stakeholders together, by helping to formulate the vision, also by providing financial means, uh, because compacts require new land use plans, and that often requires a lot of research, a lot of data analysis, which is capital intensive, and IDH is providing that capital. Uh, monitoring systems need to be created. IDH provides again the capital to create these monitoring systems. But it goes beyond that, because when the compact is signed between the partners, IDH also finances the implementation of the compact. Um, not only in terms of organizing meetings, uh, continuing with the monitoring, but also very much about testing the new business models that are the foundation of these compacts. IDH has signed a partnership agreement with APRA Soja, which is the Farmers Association of Soy Farmers in Brazil, and in this case with APRA Soja in Mato Grosso, where we work in the municipality of Sorriso, which is one of the largest soy producing municipalities in Mato Grosso, to work with the member farmers of Aprosoja to restore these riparian areas and to restore these legal reserves. And this is groundbreaking uh, because we now really talk about the typical farmer in Mato Grosso. So not the front runners or the ones easily touched by certain certification schemes, but the ones that are your typical farmer um, that are struggling with this new law um, and they need help. So we're applying it currently uh, with 200 farms in this region, which is roughly half of the number of hectares in the region that we selected. So it's large scale because we talk here, um, the area we selected is about 2 million hectares, of which about 1.2 million hectares is, is on soy, and half of that we're already touching with the restoration activities. So we're really testing it at large scale. And the ambition is that if we prove it with these farmers, then we can scale it along that municipality, but actually along the membership base of Aprosoja across the state and in the end across Brazil. The municipalities that we have selected to develop the Production Protection Inclusion Compacts in Mato Grosso are based on a list from the government of Brazil of municipalities with the highest rate of deforestation. Because we feel that in those municipalities, uh, the approach of sustainable production combined with protecting natural resources and including all the stakeholders is most urgent and relevant. When you then start applying it, it means that you really go against vested interests and against how things are being done. Because the aim of that compact is that the deforestation rate goes down. That's just the production models really change towards a sustainable production model. Yeah. That you give people a voice that don't have a voice right now. These compact areas often have land conflicts. They have illegal practices next to all the good things that are happening. So if you talking from a public good perspective, want to change that. It requires a lot of talking, 
a lot of trust building and also courage to go against the vested interest, to go against the current business practices. And it requires very courageous partners that share that vision and want to implement it. So a lot of time also goes into building those initial trusted partner relationships, not only the government level, but also very much with farmers, with private sector, with NGOs that feel, yes, there is this opportunity for green and inclusive growth towards 2030, and we need to make that happen. But you can imagine, as I mentioned, that it goes against a lot of interests. It goes against also cultural elements. Cattle ranching in Brazil, to intensify that, goes against the culture in the sector, how to manage land. And also that takes time. And that is why a compact approach doesn't necessarily deliver results tomorrow. And that is also why we invest the finance that IDH has and the knowledge that we have in proving that it can be done by co-investing in new business models. So that it's not only about a plan, a monitoring system, a governance, but it's very much about real-time examples that people can go and visit, that can see, um, both again locally as well as at the national level and internationally. And again, also this requires trust and understanding. So it is really bringing people together within that compact area to see what day-to-day -day reality is right now, what is required to change that, and what the different rules are. And again, this takes time, but by developing tangible results on the ground and building on what is already happening, because a lot of good things are already happening, we can actually also change the perspective of all the various stakeholders that I mentioned. These are some elements of what a production, protection and inclusion compact look like on the ground. But to achieve zero deforestation, these compacts need to be linked to the global market. And they need investment from both within Brazil as well as from international financial sector players. So our work at IDH also is to make this happen. If you found this podcast interesting and want to know how we want to progress and are progressing, the next podcast is going to be about how we are linking the compacts to the marketplace, the interest of the brands, of the manufacturers in Europe to what is happening in Brazil in terms of sustainable soy and beef production in our compact areas.